when we're talking about believers and unbelievers, we're not just talking about the difference between people who are saved and unsaved. Whether we realize it or not, it is possible to be a Christian and still not be a believer. So these courses here, it's it's talking about, you know, if you are a believer, you all know the answer to this. What do believers do? Believe. believe. That's right. So if believers believe and you're a Christian, do you really believe? How do you know you believe? What's the answer to that? Somebody can come off of mute and say that. How do we know we believe something? We do it. We act on it. Yes, we act on it. That's how we know. Um, it's like somebody can tell me that, so inside it's brown, okay? And somebody can tell me, no, this is clean water. I'm like, all right, fine, I believe you. They say, drink it. I'm like, mm, no. No, no, no. I'm not really believing this is clean water. If I believed it was clean water, I would drink it. I don't believe it. I'm not drinking it. We know what someone says. We know what someone believes, not by what they say, but by what they do. So we now, as professing Christians, we who have made Jesus our Lord, we say we're believers, but are we? When it comes to the word of God, do we really believe what God says? And it's not an all or nothing, yes or no. I might really, really, really believe God on what he says about finances. But when it comes to healing, mm, I don't know, I've done too many bad things in my life. Or no, I, I smoked too long. Or no, I, I did this. And I know God can heal, but I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to heal me. So I don't believe God. I'm saved, but I don't believe God when it comes to healing because I'm not believing his word. Therefore, I'm not acting in accordance with his word. Therefore, I'm not receiving the healing, okay, that he has for me. So as believers, are there, or as Christians, are there areas where we are unbelievers? Are there, are area, are there areas where we don't? believe what God has said. And even if I do believe what God has said, okay, yes, I believe God in the area of finances. I believe he supplies my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I believe that he has provided the finances for that property across the street. I believe that. But when he says, Catherine, I want you to receive that property as given to you. Wait a minute. You mean somebody's just going to Say, here, you can have it. You can, oh, Lord, that sounds so good. All right, Lord, I, I really, I've hit a choke point. I've hit a choke point. I believe God for finances. I believe God for prosperity. I know God can provide, but do I believe that he can provide by just giving it to me? That's a choke point. That's a place where I'm having trouble believing. So that's a place where I need to get in the word, meditate, Fear not, little flock. It's my good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That's why I need to get in the word and meditate what he says. So now when he says, Catherine, I want to bless you with this. I want somebody to be able to give it to you. And I can say like Mary, be it unto me, your humble handmaiden, according to your word. You see, so there are areas for all of us to grow in believing 
the word. Okay, so that's what that's what these this series of um, of videos is about. So this week it's um, geared towards unbelievers, not necessarily meaning those who aren't saved, just those who don't believe. And the question is, what will it take for you to believe? So according to what you heard in this lesson, are you a believer? Be honest with yourself. This is not an all or nothing statement. There may be er some areas where you are a believer and some where you are not. If there are areas where you are not a believer, what will it take for you to become one? So who would like to share with us? Praise the Lord. Let me, I, I think I'm ready to dive into the waters. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So Brother Evans is ready to dive into the water, he says. <laughs> well, he's getting ready to share with us how he has reached a certain comfort level when it comes to believing God for healing. God has shown himself strong time after time after time in the area of healing. And Brother Evans says that he's reached a nice comfort level with that. However, when it comes to believing God for finances, and particularly when it comes to believing God for a vehicle, uh, he's had some challenges. So what you're about to hear now are my reflections on what he shared. Give a listen. So let me just go back and point out something. You said so many key things. He said, it's easy for me to believe what God has done for me because he's done it before. In other words, like you've rehearsed his faithfulness in that. You've seen that he's able to do that. And so that's good. And you said healing. No problem. The Lord's been doing it again and again. You have a, a, a strong confidence in the Lord where healing is concerned. Praise the Lord. And then you said now in the area of finances, um, especially you gave the example of believing for a car. He said there are times that fear comes in um, and questions, questions, how long, how much have you saved? How much have you put in the bank? Are you working? And what I got when you were saying that, it was even like the accuser of the brethren came saying, so what makes you think you're good enough to have a car? What have you been doing to get a car? Are you, right? It's like the accuser of the brethren speaking to you. He's a liar. Right. And so then, then this is the part that I was like, this is exactly what happens. Father, let your will be done. So it turns into, well, Lord, if you want me to have a car, I'll receive a car. But if I don't get a car, I understand. <laughs> right. So, so now we're not steadfast on our faith. We're not appropriating our faith for that. And so, and, and what does the Bible say? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let not that man think that he can get anything from the Lord. So what's needed in that area is the developing of the faith. The same way, and this was this part where I was praising God, where you're talking about your confidence in his healing ability and in, in, in his desire to heal. You've seen it. He does it over and over again. Well, guess what? The same God who heals 
is the same God who provides. Just like he's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God who heals thee. He's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God who sees what you need and makes sure the provision is already there waiting on you when you get there. He's the same God. And the same way you cultivated your faith in God as a healer is the same way you can cultivate your faith in God as a provider. It's so wonderful. Um, it's not any harder to get healing from, to, yeah, it's not any harder to get finances from God than it is to get healing from God. It's just getting our faith level there, getting Amen. our believer there. Praise the Lord. And Amen. so you referenced the disciples who said, Lord, increase our faith. <laughs> that would be so great. The only thing is God doesn't do that. He can't do that. Romans chapter 12. Let's turn there. Romans chapter 12. All right. So get your Bibles and turn there with us. Got it? Good. And we'll look at verse 3 in the King James Version. So when somebody has that, will you please? Okay, Sister Shalom has it. She's going to read it for us. Um, for I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, nor to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt in every man the measure of faith. Thank you. I just want to read that again and put a focus on something. That last sentence. Well, okay, the whole thing. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man, to every man that is among you. Among who? The believers, the Romans, the believers, okay. Every man, so that's for all of us here. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every person here the measure of faith. Not a measure of faith, because if it was a measure of faith, he could give Brother Evans this much. He could give Brother Peter this much. He could give Sister Shalom this much. So a measure could be any measure. But when he gives us the measure, it's the same standard measure for everybody. What is that measure? The very faith of God. God has given us his faith. We don't have um, a knockoff of his faith. Like this is God's faith right here and he's just gonna give us a different version of it. No, 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 no. We have the very same faith that God has. So we don't have some faith and God has all faith. He gave us the very same faith he has. The measure of faith. And there are several scriptures that we can go to uh, for that. But that'll be another time. If you all can catch this, I want you to catch this in the spirit. I'm not teaching it, but you catch it. Okay. So it's just like when a baby is born, right? Little baby, little baby. The baby already has all the muscles they're going to have. 
it's not as they grow older, they become a toddler, they become a child. God, give me more muscles, give me more muscles. No, they already have all the muscles they're gonna have. So what do they need to do? They need to run, jump, play, exercise, develop the muscles. We as adults lift weights, right? Do push-ups, do whatever, do the exercises that it takes to develop the muscles so we can get stronger, so we can lift heavier things. It's the same way with our faith. Just like the baby has all the muscles, we as new, as born again believers, children of God, who have made Jesus Lord, we have all the faith we're going to have. Now, just like the children get to run, jump, play, that's how children learn, through playing. Well, that's how we learn, through play. Anytime God gives us a faith project, it's like when we're enjoying him. So with me, it was stoplights driving down the street right there'd be lots of traffic lots of cars and the, the, the oh my gosh the stoplights they'd stay red for a very long time and i started in the name of jesus stoplight turn red turn green and, and i'm so surprised i'm so happy and then i get to another light turn green and jesus said, I'm enjoying God. He's teaching me Amen. how to do this. And now not only am I speaking to traffic lights, I'm starting to speak to the traffic. When traffic is backed up, I say traffic start moving in Jesus name. And the traffic would start moving miraculously. It didn't start moving way up there and finally get back to here where I'm moving. It started moving the car directly in front of me moved, and then the car directly in front of it moved. It moved backwards. It was a supernatural thing. The Lord is showing me that my faith. And then it was like, oh, my head hurts. In the name of Jesus, by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. And I would forget about it. And then it would be like a day later, I'd be like, Lord, the headache went away. I'm so sorry. I didn't even say thank you. I didn't even say. And it got to the point, he says, Catherine, you're supposed to, that you did exactly what you were supposed to do. You're supposed to speak to it, know that it's done and move on. I was like, oh, well, Lord, thank you. These were all things in my playground that he gave me. What was I doing? I was exercising my faith muscles. I was learning how to operate in faith. And so now when I'm believing for a property, now when I'm believing for family salvation. Now what I'm believing for businesses, now what I'm believing for, everything that I'm believing for, I have the capability to do it. But have I arrived? Can I lift all the heavy things? No, I can't lift all the heavy things. That's why I still, in my playground, get to keep believing God, get to keep trusting God, get to keep exercising my faith so that, you know what? 10 years from now, when I'm believing God for a whole village, when I'm believing God for a whole living development with lots of houses, it's not going to be because I've gone through this. And because I've exercised these faith muscles, I'm going to be more equipped to believe God for then. So when the disciples said, Lord, increase our faith, um, I should really look that up and see what Jesus's answer was. I know what it is, but let me just do that. Let me just do that. Let me just do that. This was when Jesus had told them to forgive. They said, oh, God, increase our faith. <laughs> well, we can do all that other stuff you're saying, but you're telling us to forgive? Yeah, give us more faith. Um, Luke chapter 17. 
All right, so get your Bibles and turn there with us. Yeah, that's right. Got it? Good. And who will read this one? It's Luke chapter 17, verses 5 and 6. This is uh, King James Version. It says, Luke chapter 17, verse 5 to 6. And the apostles said unto the, unto the Lord, increase our faith. Verse 6. And the Lord said, if ye had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye might say unto this silkamen tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted into the seed, and it should obey you. Amen. Amen. So the disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. If you had faith like the grain of a mustard seed, smallest of all seeds, if you had even that, you could say to this tree, right? So he said, I'm not going to give you more. Work what you've got. If you continued reading the rest of the scriptures, um, it's it says if jump verse jump down to verse 10 jesus had given an example of a servant who's who goes out to work and he comes back his work isn't done yet does the master say sit down have something to eat no the master does not say that the master says continue doing your work and after you do your work you can sit down and eat in other words the master doesn't call the servant in before the servant has done all of his work and then verse 10 jesus says so likewise ye when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, we are, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. In other words, uh, after you've done all you're supposed to do with your faith, after your faith has gone out there and gotten that thing that you're believed for, then it has done what it's supposed to do. Don't let your faith sit down before it's finished obtaining what you are believing for um, so uh is he going to increase our faith no but he will give us more exercises so that we can cultivate and grow that faith and strengthen that faith so just like when our muscles get stronger we're able to pick up heavier things than we were able to pick up before. The same way, when our faith gets stronger, we're able to believe for bigger things than we were able to believe for before. Um, we're able to believe for things that were difficult for us to believe for before. So in, the, in uh, Brother Evan's example, it'll be easier to believe for that car. It'll be easier. Amen. Amen. And then the other thing you said, yes. Lord, help me not to select the things that are possible with God and the things that are impossible with God. May I just stand on the word and know that all things are possible with God and to them that believe. That's, uh, that's, that's Mark chapter 9. All right, so get your Bibles and turn there with us. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. And Sister Shalom, if you'd like to read that, you may. 
In the uh, King James? Yes, King James, please. Don't Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Amen. So all things are possible to him that believeth. Now turn a couple of pages to um, chapter 10, verse... Twenty-seven. Who's going to read that? Matthew, uh, Mark chapter ten, verse twenty-seven. Turn the couple pages over. Mark chapter ten, verse twenty-seven. All right, and Sister Shalom is there. She'll read it. And Jesus, looking upon them, saith, "With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible." Amen. I'm realizing you all may not have heard me. So let me just make the connection. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. It says, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So, and, and in uh, Matthew, Mark chapter 10, verse 27, with men, it is impossible. Even with me, it is impossible. So the example that uh, Brother Evans gave, with me, it is impossible. No, I have not saved money in the bank. No, I don't have a job. With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And this goes back to exalting him, right? Exalting him in rank and honor and quality and character. But with God, all things, for with God, all things are possible. And guess what? All things are possible unto me because I believe. Hallelujah. So those two scriptures, Mark chapter 10, verse 27, and Mark chapter 9, verse 23. We thank God for the opportunity to grow in him. We thank God for the opportunity to be in this playground for every faith project that comes our way. We don't need to look at it as a struggle. It might feel like a struggle, and, and it's just like the caterpillar who comes out as a butterfly coming out of that cocoon. It feels like a struggle. But it's a growth process, and it's one that God wants us to enjoy all along the way. It's the same way we enjoy those who have children. When we're teaching them how to walk, the child might be wobbly at first and trying to grab onto things. They keep falling down, and we chuckle. We laugh. We're not laughing at them because, ha, 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 you fell down. We are so pleased because of the growth that they're experiencing and because of what we know they're going to be able to do after they go through this process. And so it's going to be the it's it is the same way with God when we are growing in our faith. Amen. All right. If you have been blessed by what you've heard, I want you to prayerfully consider sowing into God's Love Song Ministries. Let this seed, let this financial gift be your faith expression that says, Lord, I have heard the word. Lord, I receive the word. And now, Lord, I am expecting to see a manifestation of this word in my life. So here I am placing this money into your kingdom, letting you know that I fully stand on the word that I have heard and received. Praise the Lord. If you would like to sow, you may do so through Zelle or PayPal. You may also give through Cash App. 
You may give online at our website. And if you are sewing from Kenya or if you are sewing by giving Kenyan shillings, you may also give through M-Pesa. The information is on your screen or if you're listening to a podcast, the information is in the description. I'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to become a Light Be Partner of God's Love Song Ministries. What is a Light Be Partner? Well, first understand, Light Be Revelation B, glory to God. So when we minister, we're ministering from a place of, of revelation and speaking revelation to the people that they will have more illumination of the word. What is a partner? A partner is one who sends monthly financial donations and who prays for our ministry and who attends or participates in our outreaches or events and supports our ministry. So if you'd like to become a Light Bee partner or just learn more about what a Light Bee partner is, please go to our website. The link is on the screen. And if you are listening to a podcast, it is in the description. It's godslovesongministries.com slash partnership. Thank you so much. Loving you with the love of the Lord. Shalom.